Do you really want your company to stand out in the crowded digital space? Do you want to get more people to know, like, and trust you with your story? Authentic Web Video Marketing Agency can help you to collect those stories, the stories that sell, connect the stories to the situation, produce the videos that you need in each of the situations, and then use the latest techniques, including video ads, retargeting, and email to deliver those video stories. Authentic Web is the video production and marketing agency trusted by top marketers to help their story stand out in a crowded space. Visit AuthenticWeb.media to learn more. In a world full of boring stories, bad videos, and marketing misinformation, one very tall man with a weird last name will use his microphone. Is this thing on? Use his video marketing knowledge. It's the red button, right? And use his friends. Please be on the show. To change that. You are listening to The Garlic Marketing Show with Ian. What? No, that's how you pronounce it. Well, if you say so, your host, Ian Garlic. Welcome to another Garlic Marketing Show. And once again, we have one of the greats. We're so lucky to have him returning. Uh, you know, he's we did an awesome episode, high level, talking about evolutionary theory, um, punctuated equilibrium marketing, his advanced tips for marketing. And today we're gonna talk we're gonna dive into some t- tactics with Perry Marshall. Thanks for being on again, Perry. Ian, thank you. Great to be here. And uh we're we're gonna you know, plant a few more sticks of dynamite, and we're going to blow a few more things up today. So, looking forward to it. <laughs> awesome, awesome. So, you ha- you have a couple events coming up. Can you tell me a little bit about those? Um, yeah. So, uh, I've got a. Uh, in fact, none of them even have web pages yet. So, uh, <laughs> maybe they will by the time this goes live. But uh, we're. We're doing an eclipse event in southeastern Nebraska. Oh wow! <laughs> uh, I I am from Nebraska, and I was going to be there anyway. And it was just got to talking to my team members, and Josh says, "Hey," he goes, "We should do something about this eclipse." He goes, "It only happens once every forty years." I'm like, well, that's true. Um, and, uh, so he starts looking into it, come to find out really quickly that, um, all the hotels have been sold out for months, but then he found a camp, (laughs) like, (laughs) you know, a camp, like a camp camp, you know, with, with log fires in, in dormitories and bunk beds and shared showers and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And uh, so we booked it. And yes, yeah, so about 30 minutes from Lincoln, Nebraska, in the path of the solar eclipse, uh, around about August 20, we're having a little shindig, a little Planet Perry action in southeastern Nebraska. So um, like I said, I don't have a web page up quite yet, but if you go to perrymarshall.com and open a support ticket or email support, we'll make sure that we let you know, and um, so so we're doing that. Uh, another event in um, the beginning of October, I'm doing with friend Tim Francis, and this is our annual eighty twenty seminar. 
Nice. And um, we did the first one last fall in Banff, Alberta. This time it's in San Diego. And, you know, n- nobody else has an 80-20 seminar, but 80-20 is a pretty serious topic. And there's a lot. Um, in fact, it's much deeper than most people realize. Now, if you've read my 80-20 sales and marketing book, you know that. But if, if, you, if you haven't, you probably just think it's like this little business rule of thumb. No. It's kind of like the master formula of everything. And so Tim Francis is a Canadian guy. He's absolutely brilliant. He has uh, some really profound things. Um, and so we're, we're, we're doing this. And, and one of the major themes is going to be that the world isn't really even 80-20 anymore. It's 95-5. Mm-hmm. And there are some very deep reasons for that. But essentially, it's because when you go – from a friction world to a frictionless world. See, everybody thinks it makes everybody more equal. No, no, it doesn't. It makes them less equal. When everybody has a computer, cell phone, a website, and a blog, everybody becomes less equal, not more equal. Interesting. Uh, And and I'll give you, here's an illustration of this. Um, So let's take... um, have you ever heard of Vsauce, the science uh, YouTube guy? Uh, his oh, name yeah. is Michael Stevens. Yes. Um, my kids watch his stuff all the time. You know, he's up to like 12 million subscribers or something. Okay. Now, if you, if you took all of the science YouTube channels or anything like that, you would find that 5% of them get 95% of the traffic. Um, that there's all kinds of little dinky ones with like a thousand subscribers. Uh, and then you have a few Titans and the world has been moving that direction. It's, and it's actually, it's squeezing out the middle class. It's changing the nature of entrepreneurship. Um, there, uh, really what you see out there is people are either a, you know, Uber driver, Starbucks barista, or they're Mark Zuckerberg, and there's not a lot in between. And uh, it's kind of scary for some people. But if you're if you're uh, an entrepreneur, your job is to not get run over by the truck, um, and, and your job is to stay on top of this. And and so anyway, we're do, we're doing a seminar, uh, really talking about that kind of stuff. Um, in October, Tim always has amazing discoveries that he wants to talk about. So I'm really looking forward to that and vive la adventure. Awesome. I will be there. <laughs> you should, I think you'll enjoy it. Uh, well, I'm excited. I, I, I've been thinking a lot about that 95, five and, you know, kind of Pareto's principle evolution going on. And it, it's, it's super interesting. Um, and it's it is scary, but that's where the opportunity is usually in the, in, in the fear, right? Um, how the has, oh, go ahead. How do you you know? It's my, my question would be: How do I look at my? I mean, how do I look at my business and go? How do I go to this next level? How how do I know I'm not going to the next level? <laughs> so. The, the way the the way the an 8020 world works is that you get pitched 10 times and you strike out eight and you get one uh, single base hit and you get one triple 
the way the world works now is you get pitched 20 times, you strike out 18 times, you get one base hit, you get one grand slam. Um, but you know, it's like, it's like 18 strikeouts for a grand slam instead of eight. Um, and when you like, when it's a home run, it's usually a big home run. Um, and there aren't a lot of those middling kind of results. And I think what is going on and what, what that means is we're in a world that's not really interested in anything that's just slightly better uh, than it was before. Uh, the world is only interested in things that are just slightly better than anything that was before, which is usually a quantum leap. Yeah. Uh, the world is looking for things that are 10 times better. And, you know, I, I really have to say, you know, for, for the person who's just sort of wandering around with their umbilical cord in their hand, looking for a place to plug it in and sort of hoping, well, you know, I hope I can quit my job and I can, well, okay. You, you know, you can, you can be a freelancer and you can do some interesting things, but what the world is really going to reward is you either drastically simplifying something and making it much more elegant or the world is going to reward you for figuring out how to drive three-fourths of the cost out of something and make it more affordable than ever before uh, because you, you, know, you somehow uh, you know, innovated into a, br- a brand new space. And that's, that's really the game now. And uh, that's what a real unique selling proposition is in the 21st century. It's not fresh hot pieces delivered in 60 minutes or less like, well, that's a 1974 USP. That's that's not a now USP. Wow, and that's and that's. I mean, that's a, it's intimidating to think about that. It, well, it, it is, and I, and I'm sorry that it is, but I, I, like <laughs> I I don't make up the rules. I just tell you what they are. <laughs> and this is this is the world we live in. Okay, so everybody has a computer, and everybody can go on Upwork, and everybody could go on Fiverr, and everybody can blog, and like. Okay, so none of those things all by themselves are differentiators anymore. Is you've got to you've got to differentiate on some other level. So the race is on. Yes, and how are you staying ahead of the race? Well, you know, I think it all starts with knowing yourself. <laughs> we talked about this last time, I yeah. think. Um, yeah, we did. Where you know what what are you know, so we we talked about marketing DNA. Uh, there's something I don't think we talked about. Uh, something I anytime somebody gets into a higher coaching program uh, with me, here's here's one of the things that I I ask them to do is I say I want you to email ten of your friends or colleagues, people that have known you for a long time, and I want 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 you to ask them what is my unique capability? What do I do? that hardly anybody else can do as good as I can. Uh, I'm, I'm taking a course. I, I need this. Can you help me out? And, and they'll email you back. And, and I said, so here's what I want you to do. I, I want you to, you know, you get 10 answers and you're going to find, well, seven of them all mentioned something about this. And five of them said something about that. And three of them said something about this, this, and this. And, 
So I, I want you to, you know, kind of sort those out from most mentioned to least mentioned. And I want you to distill those things down to one word or phrase or at most a sentence that describes I do this and I do this. Now, let, let me give you an example. I reduced mine to six things. Perry does six things. And, and here's what they are. I deconstruct. I invent. I write. I teach. I encourage. And I evangelize. I got it down to six words. Now, here's the thing. So in, in my 80-20 sales and marketing book, I talk about how there's $10 an hour work. There's $100 an hour work. There's $1,000 an hour work. Well, so if you come up with your six things and you're in a market where there is demand, well, if you're doing three of them at once, you're probably at least in $100 an hour work. Like any, any three of your six things, if you're doing all three at the same time and, you're, and you have customers with money who need something, you're probably making at least a hundred bucks an hour. If you're if you're doing all six at the same time, like where you're really in the groove, you're probably going to make a thousand dollars an hour. In fact, some people might make ten thousand dollars an hour if they're in all six of their zones all at once. But you need to know what it is, and you need to know what it isn't. In fact, I also tell them like make a things I am not list. Like Perry is not an administrator. Perry is not a politician. Um, you know, like uh, Perry is not a guy who's like going to come in your office and organize all the file folders and stuff. <laughs> you know, th- there's certain things I'm not. Okay. And, and you need to know what you're not just as much as you know what you are. Um, and it's really the specificity. Um, and I'll, I'll tell you a funny story. I, uh, in fact, I'm going to, um, I'm going to pull something up and, and read it to you um, because uh, I, I think it, it, it'll, it illustrates really well. So um, I had a friend um, who uh, lost his job and he had six kids um, and like his money is quickly running out and, you know, he's sitting at home in front of monster.com trying to get a new job and he's not getting anywhere. And his wife is crawling the walls and, you know, she's trying to clip coupons even harder than she did before. Right. And, and I'm like, okay, how do we get Bob a job? Um, And so I put on my direct marketing hat and I said, okay, this is a marketing problem. Okay. Finding a job is a marketing problem. So how do we market Bob? Well, you market Bob with high level of specificity. And so, so I'm going to read you part of the cover letter that he sent out. So this was like, by the way, this was like a 40 or $50,000 a year kind of a job. Because uh, he was that was like that was the kind of level that he was at, um, and so and he his previous job had been running a warehouse. Okay, mm-hmm. so here's what his cover letter says: Dear Joe, 
any business person who has employed other people for any length of time in the state of Illinois has dealt with his fair share of no-shows, lousy attendance records, lame excuses, disappearing office supplies, and the constant need to supervise everyone. I am sending you this letter precisely because you don't want to hassle with any of that in your business. No doubt you have enough challenges on your hands already. I can contribute a strong work ethic and create an industrious atmosphere at your company. So here's what you need to know about me. For the last five years at Atlantic Industrial Supply, I've been the first to show up and the last to leave four days out of five. Didn't take personal time except on three occasions when my wife had an ultrasound. Never took a sick day, had keys to the company and credit card with no incidents or disputes, managed the warehouse operations as the company grew 150%. All right, so so what we did, we, we wrote that up, and, and we put a resume behind it, and here's what we did. We went to, um, we rented a list from Dunn & Bradstreet, which I think is now Hoover's, um, like, okay, I want vice presidents and above of companies between I don't know, one in $10 million revenue within 20 miles of Bob's house. Okay. And you know, and you pay some money, you get this list. And I said, Bob, I want you to print these out, lick stamps and send these out snail mail to these people. Okay. (laughs) And, um, so, all right, great. So that we, we figured this all out on a Sunday afternoon. All right. So fast forward about three weeks, we get together with them again, like, Bob, how's your job search? Well, you know, hey, did you mail mail any of those letters? No. <laughs> Why? Why? Well, and his wife jumps in. She's like, We're running out of money, Perry. We don't have money for this. And like, I get him the face, like, Bob. <laughs> mail the damn letters just like I told you to if it doesn't work I'll pay for it but do what I told you to you're going broke now you're running out of money because you're not mailing the letters like I got in her face like just do it I'm a marketing expert right I get paid a lot of money to do this right? I know I'm your friend but you should listen to me <laughs> I, I know I, I know you don't have any friends like that <laughs> None. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, all right. So Bob mails the letters. Well, for every $75 he spends on postage, he gets a job interview. Awesome. Okay. And in fact, I think he got, he got like three interviews and then somebody hired him and then they changed their mind. So he just sent out more letters and then he got another job, and he still works there 14 years later. Wow. Okay? Now, now uh, there's a couple things about that. Is First of all, um, there's, there's three reasons why it worked. Number one, we bypassed the HR department entirely because this is one of the five power disqualifiers in the 80-20 book. You don't solicit people who can say no but can't say yes you only go to people that can say yes so he sent it straight to the department heads not to the hr department okay number two snail mail everybody's getting stuff on the web and email and all this kind of stuff okay 
He gets a hand-addressed letter with a stamp on it via snail mail. He's going to open it, Mm -hmm. right? The third thing was Bob described exactly what Bob is like and exactly the problems that Bob solves. Bob is as honest as the day is long, okay? And he's very reliable and he's very dependable, and that is what he is selling. He's not selling, I am an information technology genius. He's not selling, like, he's just Bob, okay? Like, we need a job that where somebody wants Bob. Well, so you remember that part about disappearing office supplies? Yep. The guy that hired him, he comes to the interview and he says, I'll be darned, this letter shows up. The day before, I had fired a guy for stealing toilet paper. <laughs> so like you're perfect and and the and the point is is that he 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 sent this to a lot of people but he was very 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 clear about what he is and what he isn't and as soon as somebody saw that who identified with it they hired him and there's way too many people that are trying to be way too many things to way too many other people and they end up being Nothing. And I think this is this is universally true. Okay. This isn't just looking for a job. This is finding a market, identifying a niche. Uh, you know, look, we're all weird, quirky, and dysfunctional. So you might as well harness it for good. Yep. Like somebody just find somebody that wants your form of dysfunctional, okay? And then you could be dysfunctional together, as all companies are. <laughs> I love that phrase. Find somebody that wants your form of dysfunction. <laughs> well, it's true. It's, I mean, it's true. Isn't that what Alice Cooper fans are? I mean, isn't that like what the Grateful Dead is? I mean, uh, you know, it's just like-minded people getting together, right? Yep. Yeah. That's. I mean, that's that's an amazing story. I love that. That <laughs> and, and it's. I mean, it. it demonstrates so much but also I, I love the fact that it demonstrates that marketing works whatever you're doing if you're trying to get a job it's marketing and you're marketing yourself and we're all marketing ourselves even if you're marketing a, a, from a lot of people if you're marketing a product you're still marketing yourself of course you are in yeah. fact that's the easiest thing to market if you're at least if you're a good person yeah i mean Probably most of your listeners are good people. I'm sure some of them aren't, but <laughs> I'm not going to try to sort them out right now. Well, the eighty twenty rule says that twenty percent of them are, are sociopaths. So, uh, yeah, I think that's about right. Yeah, I think that that's it. That that book, the sociopath next door, is fantastic. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I highly suggest it to everyone listening to this. Um, so that I mean, that my mind's blown on that. But how now? Now you're doing this, and people are figuring this out and finding their marketing DNA. Um, then it's just the same thing with your business DNA, right? It's finding the stories of the people you like. We're all going after an avatar, and we're all trying to grow our business. But what you're saying is that it's more important to find out who you are and market who likes your business. Yeah, and I think a lot of times people they don't exactly know why their customers like them um sometimes they're afraid to ask well you know it's probably a good idea to ask you know so why did you buy from us and a lot of times it's not really exactly 
what you thought the reason was. Um, so, um, and you know, another, uh, I, I'll tell you about, um, uh, a guy I talked to just today, as a matter of fact, um, you know, he was, um, he's, he's really still trying to, to formulate a product and it's a product. Uh, it was a food related product and, and it was the, it, it was the kind of thing that would appeal to the, like the whole foods, Trader Joe's kind of crowd. And I said, you know what you should do? I said, um, you know, uh, God bless you for doing online testing. And, you know, I mean, he's he split testing different ingredients and different offers. And I think that's great. And I think you should still do it. I said, you know what I really think you should do is I think you should just, you should, uh, f- you know, come up with a new formulation every week and go to a farmer's market. And see if you can get people to buy it at the farmer's market. Um, Because then you get to talk to them. You know, if they want to eat it or drink it, you can stand right there and watch their reaction. It's it's way better than what any internet marketer could do with like 100 surveys, spreadsheets, and Google Analytics. Mm -hmm. Um, And... Uh, and he's like, wow, he goes, that's so simple, but I don't think I ever would have thought of that. I'm like, well, that's, that's why they pay me the big bucks. Uh, <laughs> you know, sometimes, sometimes that's exactly what you got to do. Like if you get in front of people, um, and it's almost kind of being a lost art, you know, uh, millennials don't really like to talk to people on the telephone. I mean, Hey, I don't really either to yeah. be honest with you, but it's still, like one of the best sales mediums ever invented even yep. now. Right. Like, mm-hmm. well, talk to the person on the phone or I don't know. How about going to see him? You know, when we have that shindig in Nebraska, everybody's going to be able to see everybody else. Yep. I mean, what do you think of that? Can you imagine, can you imagine <laughs> human beings seeing each other? I mean, I, I think we need to check, check in with an anthropologist and see if that's like a valid form of community. (laughs) It's so true though. It's like people are so urgent to have these digital tribes that they forget about that stuff. Is that like web web 0.0? Is that what that is? (laughs) Anti-web. Well, it's it's the natural evolution of it because the whole point of social media was to enhance our relationships, not detract from them. And and we've detracted from them because we've made them so transactional, right? And it's so one sided, and, and no one wants to get together with each other. But then you have these awesome groups that are using social media to find each other, like furries and and bronies and all that stuff. <laughs> um, yeah yeah it's it's very interesting so i, w- I want to shift gears for a little bit because we got a few minutes left and and we're going into the weekend and i, I don't want to take up too much of your time um but how what so you you've got you're doing ppc you're i mean you're obviously one of the masters in ppc wrote one of the best books on pay-per-click uh one of the best-selling books on pay-per-click what it and you know, and I think a lot of people are forgetting about pay-per-click, you know, with all the Facebook ads you hear, everyone being a Facebook ads expert. What is going on in there with Google AdWords, pay-per-click, et cetera, and where do you see the the trend and the opportunity? Well, hey, I got, uh, you know, to Facebook's credit, um, they 
Facebook invented something with within the last couple of years that did not exist before. And it's a real game changer and it is the lookalike audience. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's the fact that you can take a group of phone numbers or emails, you can upload them and Facebook says, Oh, I know who 47% of those people are. And I can give you a million people that are just like those people. Um, that you don't know about and Google can do that too. Um, but it's, I mean, it is a real major, major game changer. And, um, and so that's one of the reasons why Facebook is so hot is that, um, it has become much simpler. It's like, well, targeting the audience is now no longer a particularly difficult thing to do. Now it's all, about the offer and the copy um, and the creative part. So now Google has this too and they call it similar audiences. And um, from, you know, the, the different customers that I talk to um, my impression is that Facebook is better at this than Google is. Interesting. Um, now, well, you think about it, Facebook has more information about people yep. now yeah. than Google has, right? And people spend more time inside of Facebook where Google is mostly a, a bouncing off point, right? So, <laughs> so it's, it's, it's very interesting. Now, Google AdWords is not for the faint of heart. Now, <laughs> it's not impossible but you know what? It's it's not 2005 anymore. Um, it, you know, it, back then, you know, if you knew a few things and you're willing to do some experiments, you could stomp into just about any market and start grabbing up market share and dominating. And now you really have to sharpen your pencil. And you know, the first thing about any form of of buying clicks, whether it's on Facebook or Google, is don't even begin to attempt it unless you've had an education um, because you will get your head handed to you on a silver platter if you don't know what you're doing. There's lots of stupidity tax and they are only too happy. Um, another thing is unless you're in an extreme minority elite and you would know who you are, you should never listen to the Google rep when they call you on the phone and they have some really nice suggestions for you. That is a, <laughs> that is a vacuum cleaner that it, they are sticking in your wallet. And when they get the money out, it's never going back. Um, and I, I still hear these stories. Now Google does have an a team of super good reps that they give to their very, very best agencies and accounts like the top one or 2%. But the 98%, they get the vacuum cleaners is what they get. Okay, <laughs> I mean, you really, really have to take these people with a grain of salt. And I've been hearing these stories for 10 years now. I mean, if I only had a dollar, you know, for every, every one of these stories. Um, now, and here's another thing. Um, Google's display network, um, I, it's the most overlooked part of Google. And it's, it's 
it's the part where they, they're running ads in the New York Times website and all these blogs and on millions of websites all over the place. That is, it's an underrated, underutilized part of Google. And here's the thing about it. I mean, so it's banner ads, it's text ads. Number one, there are somewhere probably eight to 12 different ways that you can target people on the display network. So, you know, it used to just be, you know, you pick some websites and you target the websites and then they added keywords and, you know, and then more and more stuff. There are so many ways to target people now. It's crazy. And there are more ways to target people on Google than advertisers have really even kept up with. Okay. And what that means is, so, you know, let's say your niche is sewing supplies. Okay. So there are people that are dominating sewing supplies. Uh, and maybe there's three or five or 10 of them, whatever the number is. Well, I pretty much guarantee you most of those people are only using the most ordinary common means of targeting inside the display network and they're not doing any of the esoteric stuff and just by virtue of slicing the world a different way than everybody else does you will get different traffic with different metrics and you'll have an advantage you'll have a USP in a sense just because you're targeting the traffic differently it's like if if everybody's bidding on clicks and you're bidding on conversions for example or if you know nobody else is 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 bidding on impressions and you've really dialed in and figure out how to buy impressions um it's sort of like most retail stores optimize by sales per square foot like that's the standard metric in retail walgreens optimizes on profit per customer visit which actually gives you a completely configuration of store than optimizing by sales per square foot. Um, and just optimizing by s- something else. So, you know, we, we, we sell a display expert program for Google AdWords. We, you know, we have some different things for, for learning Google AdWords. If you go to school and you learn how to do it, you can do very well. And, and if you're in a big market, the traffic on AdWords is very, very scalable. You can get massive amounts of traffic. Uh, you just have to know what you're doing. Wow. Yeah. And so how do, how do I go about, I mean, obviously you know this stuff and, and, and it's, a, it's a great shortcut. What's the easiest way to get this education from you? A starting point, if you go to is aw for me is adwords for me is what it stands for or if you go to is fb for me isfbforme.com either one of those.com um we have a little quiz and and you can answer it in about 60 seconds it'll it'll give you a score like how suitable is your company for google search network how suitable is your company for google display network how co- competitive is it likely to be? How suitable are you for Facebook? And if you click on the products page, you can see we've got a, a several different courses. Um, you know, if you're doing Facebook advertising, we have 
something called Renaissance Club, which is 99 bucks a month, and that gives you access to Keith Kranz's Facebook University. He's my co-author on the Google AdWords book, absolute brilliant, uh, sorry, on the Facebook advertising book. Brilliant Facebook guy. Mm-hmm. Totally, they, they run a huge agency and they're always doing experiments. So, but like if you're if you're not going to get educated, don't even do AdWords or Facebook at all because mm, you'll lose your ass. Yeah. You don't want to lose your ass. That's so important. Well, you know what? I think it's even more dangerous is when people try and do this without the education and then say it doesn't work and won't ever touch it. They're like, oh, that doesn't work. I get that well, all yeah. the time. And it's a, it's a look, it's a very natural reaction. Like, like when you try something like that and you burn up $5,000 that like, well, this was going to be for my wife's birthday or this was going to be for our vacation, you know, or this is going to be our rent money. And you, you try something new and you're all excited about it. And then you get really disillusioned. Like, man, it's like huge job just to train your lizard brain to get back on the bicycle you know since you got third degree burns the first time you got on the bicycle it's it's not real appealing right so Mm -hmm. so yeah um you you know and so you got to wade into it slowly like okay if you can only afford to lose 50 bucks a day then set your budget to 50 dollars a day and learn every bit as much as you can from your 50 dollars and just think of your first bit of spend as you know, this is my learning curve money. This is my education money. Um, and look, it's it's the same for me. I, um, for a long time, I had other people managing my Facebook traffic. People like Keith Kranz or Ryan Masters, like really good. Uh, and I decided to t- to take the reins um, with our Facebook ads. Well, when I did that, um. I mean, I, I had already been doing Facebook ads with one of my other sites, but it hadn't been a very big budget and it hadn't been a very competitive market. All of a sudden, I'm in this super competitive market. Well, guess what? I had learning curve money that I had to burn through and it was just part of it. And then finally, the smoke cleared and I could, you know, because you've got to try experiments. So you got to see what works and the experiments cost money and essentially 90% of your experiments will fail. 10% will succeed. Maybe 5% will succeed. Um, And so you have to be prepared for that. That's just how it is. And this is a, this is also the barrier to competition. Yes. Because when the competition has to go through that learning curve, just to know what you already know, you know, Facebook ain't telling them. Nope. Thank God. (laughs) So it's good. I think that, I mean, that's, you know, and that brings it all around because that's a quick way. It's, it costs money, but I mean, a night to get to that 5% and set yourself up and you, you've now have that whole barrier behind you, not just money, but of fear of, of saying, I can't do it and et cetera. And you know what, then your competition, what they're going to, because I, the other thing I like about Facebook ads is your competition isn't really able to really see them well see what you're doing well so you know with ppc you can kind of find it out but with facebook ads man you're not finding it out so now they're going to look at i get this all the time too someone looks at someone's website and goes especially in the legal field they're like oh they're successful so i know their website's good right and so people start (laughs) chasing their website and they don't realize that it's the facebook ads 
man, that and, and that's such a '95 five thing. Oh yeah, that's awesome. I'm so excited about that. I'm excited to take this test too. I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, see what you get. We give you a score between one and ten. We just, you know, you need to know. Um, we invented that for the for Facebook a few years ago because when our book came out, I knew that I could make Facebook sound really appealing to almost anybody, but if they got their butt kicked. You know, they would write a one-star view on my book. You know, and so we we literally, I think it was the first or second chapter. It said, "Okay, go to isfbforme.com, take the quiz, and if you get like a four points or less out of ten, see if you can get your money back for this book. Like, don't do this." And and back then, it was really hard to make Facebook work, and there was probably only fifteen percent of the people out there that could make it work. You know, now it's like 75, but, you know, it used to be really hard. And, and so we wanted to deter people and like, well, don't do this if you should be advertising on podcasts instead, or don't do this if you should be, you know, putting a letter in the mail like Bob. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's awesome. Perry, you know, this, I, it, when I talk to you, the time flies by. It's just like, boom. Uh, so I thank you so much for being on the show. If you, you know, it, and guys, check out, he's got products in there, but go to the scorecard. Uh, can you repeat that scorecard one more time? Is aw4me.com and is fb4me.com. And we'll put those in the show notes. You can click on the on the image and flip it over, and you'll be able to go to that. Uh, check it out. I mean, obviously, Perry's a master, guys. So this is someone that you need to be paying attention to. And if you think these things don't work, they do work. It's just it's your the obstacles, the opportunity in this. So Perry, thank you so much for all the awesome knowledge. I really appreciate it. Ian, great to be on your show. Be blessed. Have a great weekend. Thank you. And thank you all for listening to Perry and I and taking you on a journey. This has been The Garlic Marketing Show. That's it for The Garlic Marketing Show. If you want to get the inside scoop and the latest techniques, make sure to follow Ian Garlic on Facebook. <laughs>